We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to The Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, the trade deadline special, as the trade deadline has come and passed for the NBA for the 2021 season. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. Uh, I have a special little episode for you guys tonight where I was going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline, the moves the Thunder made and didn't make, uh, some moves around the league. And then uh, on the second half of this episode, I am joined by my guy, Kevin McCormick. He is a beat writer for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, to give you guys some insight on what the Thunder got from the Sixers in their trade today. Uh, so should be a fun episode. I'm not going to keep you all too long, maybe about 20 minutes or so, uh, just to get you in and get you out. But I wanted to make sure that we dropped uh, a trade review pod for you guys. So with all of that being said, if you have not seen already, if you are hiding under a rock um, or you just don't follow Woj on trade deadline day, which would be weird, uh, the Thunder made just a singular move on deadline day, a little less than I think what fans had thought overall would happen. Uh, but the Thunder sent George Hill out to the Philadelphia 76ers in a three-team trade between the Thunder, the Sixers, and the Knicks. Uh, the net for the Thunder, they bring back two second-round picks, uh, 2025 and 2026 Philadelphia second-rounders. They bring in Austin Rivers, uh, we'll get to him in a second. And from Philly, Tony Bradley. 
Uh, Tony Bradley is a young 23-year-old big man. Uh, he's about 250 pounds, six foot ten. He's got a crazy long wingspan. Uh, had been playing well for Philly since he came back from the G League bubble. And so Kevin here in just a bit is going to give you guys a rundown of what you can expect from Tony Bradley. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this move and, and some of the moves that the Thunder didn't make. Uh, first off with this one, uh, I think the Thunder got really good value for George Hill. When you look across the league and you see what other guys got, um, namely I think like Victor Oladipo, you've got to be happy with the return the Thunder got. Uh, Tony Bradley is an interesting young big. He's 23 years old, so he's a year older than Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Um, but Tony will come in and get some center minutes. I think immediately they're going to try to get him acclimated to the team. And at this point, it's hard to bet against young guys in this Thunder system. Uh, we've seen it time and time and time again, especially this season. These young guys come in, and after a while, they just start to thrive with this team. I think that's part culture. I think it's part coaching. Uh, I think part of it is just the the vibe that the team has. It's been really impressive stuff. And so I would not expect uh, Tony Bradley to like, come in and start, but I would expect him to get minutes uh, and to start doing some things. The Thunder are kind of log jammed there in the front court now. I'll talk, to, talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but I also wanted to touch on the two picks the Thunder got. More second-round picks uh, kicked way down the road. Uh, 2025 and 2026 second-round picks from Philly. The idea is we have no clue where those picks will land. Those might be... Uh, Philly might be bad by then, and those might be like in the 30s second-round picks. Philly might be incredible, and those are going to be in the 50s second-round picks. So it's hard to really make an assumption on those picks. But really what it represents is just Presti adding more coins to the coffers, right? According to Bobby Marks of ESPN, the Thunder are up to 34 draft picks over the next seven years. I thought we were at 37 uh, so there's there's a miscalculation in there somewhere, uh, and I, I will dig into that and try to find where that miscalculation is. Regardless, it's a metric crapload of draft picks over the next seven years, and the Thunder are not going to make, whether it's 34 or 37, they're not making that many draft selections. They just they can't put that many people on their team. So I think you're going to see starting here in the 2021 NBA draft and moving forward, the Thunder are going to be trying to package draft picks to trade and move up the draft board. Uh, I would not be surprised if over the next year or two, the Thunder do try to use draft picks to trade for a young uh, up-and-coming star or a young up-and-coming player. Uh, I would not put that off the table either. The Thunder have the ammunition to really do whatever they want right now. But with his track record, you have to trust Sam Presti with whatever he decides to do and what direction he decides to go. Uh, he is an incredible evaluator of talent. Uh, he is really, really good at trading and, and acquiring assets. And it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with those assets, um, building around Shea Gilgis-Alexander moving forward. The last piece of this trade the Thunder got, Austin Rivers. It's interesting. Um if I had to bet right now, if you made me uh, take out my next paycheck and place a bet for Austin Rivers, I would bet on him not playing minutes for the Thunder. Uh, it just doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Uh, Austin Rivers may help you win. I don't think the Thunder want that. Also, we all know who Austin Rivers is as a player, right? Like the, the book is out on him. It's not like you're going to bring him in Oklahoma City and you're going to learn things about him that you didn't already know. 
Whereas you have Teo Maladone and Ty Jerome and Lou Dort on this team, as Shea Gilgis-Alexander is currently injured. You have those three young guards on this team that you want to give time to, and you want to develop, and you want to see what they can do. Um, They are all three very young, all 21 and younger, I believe. So you want to give those young guards minutes, and by playing Austin Rivers, you are actively not giving those young guards minutes. You're not letting them get experience. You're not letting them develop, and you're not starting to evaluate and see what they can and can't do and where they can grow. It just it, it makes too much sense to not play Austin Rivers. I'm not sure why he got pulled in on this trade, why the Knicks got pulled in on this trade. Uh, I don't really understand that, so I can't really explain it to you. Uh, but I would not expect Austin Rivers to do much for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know the Thunder traditionally do not buy guys out, uh, but I would not be surprised if you saw an Austin Rivers buyout. Speaking of buyouts, we need to talk about some deals that the Thunder did not make. Leading up to the trade deadline, there was talks about Kenrich Williams, Justin Jackson, Mike Muscala, Al Horford, uh, none of those guys got moved. The most surprising of, of those guys to me to not get traded, Mike Muscala, who has played a total of 12 minutes and in one game since the All-Star break. Thunder actively sitting him out, playing Moses Brown over him. Uh, and it seemed like they were headed towards a Mike Muscala trade. They were going to deal him for the best asset they could get come deadline day. Um, maybe nobody was interested. Maybe the Thunder didn't get the asset they wanted. Uh, But Mike Muscala stays on the Thunder through the trade deadline, which is fascinating because now the Thunder front line includes, uh, especially guys who have played center, Isaiah Roby, Al Horford, Moses Brown, Mike Muscala, and now Tony Bradley. That is a very crowded front court. Now, I think we all agree Isaiah Roby is probably more of a four than a five. Mike Muscala could probably play a lot of four, Hell, just the other night, we saw Al Horford and Moses Brown share the court together. So they could do some interesting lineups, but it's still a logjam. And again, once more, you know what Mike Muscala brings to the table, but you're really wanting to explore Moses Brown. You're wanting to explore Tony Bradley. You're wanting to explore Isaiah Roby. So it doesn't make a ton of sense to put um, Mike Muscala on the floor as a center and take minutes away from those young guys. So I wonder... Is there a chance a Mike Muscala buyout comes along? Again, the Thunder don't traditionally do buyouts. And uh, I tend to work on uh, making assumptions based off of past experiences. And our past experiences tell us Presti doesn't buy guys out. I think Kyle Singler is the only guy he's bought out. Uh, It just doesn't really happen. And so that makes me think, no, they will not buy Mike Muscala out. No, they will not buy Austin Rivers out. But maybe... There's a chance, right? I think Sam Presti has a lot of respect for the guys on his team. I think he communicates. I think he's going to help Muscala get to where he wants to go. Maybe he helps facilitate and find out a team that will sign Mike Muscala if he gets bought out, and he doesn't buy Mike Muscala out until Mike has a new home, right? There's tons of options here, uh, but I think the Thunder will do Mike Muscala right in whatever they do. Uh, But kind of surprising that we only got a George Hill trade on trade deadline day, uh, that the rest of those guys did not get moved. Now, we didn't have a lot of hope on an Al Horford trade, and that's fine. Um, You know, I think we all expected to take him into the summer and see what the Thunder could get from him then. There was no Kenrich Williams trade. 
I think that one makes a little bit of sense. I think the Thunder really like Kenny Hustle. Uh, no Justin Jackson trade. I, I question if there was any sort of market for Justin Jackson. Um, so so Thunder stand pat besides the George Hill trade. Uh, but again, this was a move, trading a guy that you did not expect to play anymore for your team uh, and extract value for him. And the Thunder got pretty good value for him. Uh, we also had heard the Clippers a lot in relation to George Hill. Well, you saw what the Clippers traded to get Rajon Rondo. I am imagining that that is around the same package that the Thunder would have got from the Clippers for Hill. And if that's the case, the Thunder got the better deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So the Thunder will now go into the rest of the season with the roster they have. Uh, They also, I I forgot to mention this, they bought out Myers Leonard. I think that was uh, very evident that that was going to happen. The Thunder were one player over the roster limit anyways. Uh, the Thunder were never going to bring Myers Leonard to Oklahoma City or let him put on a jersey. So it only made sense that they would buy him out. I don't know if Myers gave up any money in that buyout. Uh, he was due a sizable chunk of change this season. I think he had like a 10 or $11 million contract. So uh, the Thunder buy him out though. And this is the team they will take through the rest of the season uh, unless they do some buyouts. Uh, and then obviously with the Shea Gilgis-Alexander injury, uh, we don't know how long he will be out for. It could possibly be for the remainder of the season, then I think you're going to see a lot of the vets uh, get rest and not play games down the stretch as they let these young guys gain experience. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And also allow the team to lose games and better their draft position. So with all that being said, let's patch you over to my conversation with my guy, Kevin McCormick. Uh, Kevin does an awesome job covering the Sixers, so make sure you guys go follow him on Twitter. Uh, Listen to his work at the Process to Progress podcast. Um, He's an awesome guy, and he talked a lot about kind of what the Thunder can expect with Tony Bradley. So we will get you over to that conversation now. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, 
you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. I'm now joined by Kevin McCormick. He is the Philadelphia 76ers beat writer for 97.3 ESPN. He's at all the Philly games covering them. Uh, you can also find his work. He is the host of the pr- process. I want to set it backwards. Process to progress podcast uh, covering all things 76ers. Kevin, how's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. How you been? It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit. I think the last time we were on a pod talking together, uh, you were trying to, well, not you, we we together were trying to find a way to get Chris Paul to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, fast forward about four or five months. It's not Chris Paul, but we still sent you a point guard. And you still got to take on the wonderful Al Horford. And based on the way you've been tweeting lately, I've seen it's you've gone through the full experience and you're really enjoying it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, if I'm making <laughs> bets right now, I'm saying Al Horford plays less than half of the remaining games. Uh, but he's been good for OKC. Um, I know we had a lot of talks whenever that trade went through uh, back on uh, NBA draft night. And, you know, we were questioning whether um, Al Horford was going to be able to do anything in Oklahoma City. He had not been great in Philly. And so far, uh, he's looked good in Oklahoma City, but they rest him a lot. And I think uh, that's probably their goal moving forward because the more Al rests, the more the Thunder can lose. And it means more minutes for Moses Brown, who's just been killing it. So it's a win-win. More minutes for Moses Brown. And as we're about to dive into, more minutes for uh, Tony Bradley. So, uh, Kevin, our two teams that we cover Made a deal today, George Hill heading out to the Philadelphia 76ers in a three-team trade, which is, I, I don't really understand what the Knicks were trying to do here. I guess they really like Terrence Ferguson. Um, it's kind of weird. But the Thunder send George Hill to the Philadelphia 76ers in return. Oklahoma City is getting Tony Bradley, um, Austin Rivers from, from the Knicks, and the Thunder get the 2025 and 2026 Philly second round picks. Uh, Before we dive into the Thunder end of this, Kevin, I want to ask you, rumors have been going around for a week now. Uh, I know that you've probably covered it at nauseum and you don't want to talk about it anymore. Love you, but I'm going to make you do it anyways. (laughs) It was all Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. Uh, It doesn't end up happening. Whenever that Woj tweet hits that says George Hill has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, you got to assume that means the Kyle Lowry stuff is off the table. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? I thought it was a great move. It was George Hill has been a name that I've talked about a lot in the recent weeks just because it's definitely not the flashy move. It's not a Kyle Lowry. It's not Alonzo Ball. It, it's not any of those big names, but it's a name that makes sense, and he fits a key role that this team has needed in a backup point guard who can run an offense because this second unit has seen a lot of struggles, and a lot of it's just because they haven't been able to generate good offensive looks. And I think bringing in a veteran who understands his role and knows what needs to be done in George Hill is going to drastically improve the Sixers team. So although it's not the big splash move of Lowry, it definitely is a move that gets the Sixers one step closer to being a team that's competing for that trophy late June, early July. Very good, yeah. And 
you know, from my perspective, uh, I haven't watched George Hill play a ton because he had that thumb injury and didn't play much for OKC. But the guy is just an absolute professional. Uh, he was always on the Thunder bench, cheering on the team, coaching up the young guys, really taking on that leadership role, uh, being that guy in the locker room. Um, I know Philly doesn't necessarily need that. They have some of those types of guys already. Uh, but I think having more doesn't hurt. And like you said, like I think George Hill really raises the floor of that team. So I'm excited to see what Philly can do with Hill. Uh, let's look at the Thunder perspective of it because I think our listeners are really intrigued. We, we know the Thunder are getting two second-round picks. They have so many second-round picks. Like it's you, We don't even know how, where, <laughs> when they are, where they are, how they are. Um, it's just ridiculous, but let's talk a little bit about Tony Bradley, because I know you had, uh, been tweeting a bit about him ever since he came back from the G league bubble and kind of what he's been doing, filling in, uh, with the 76ers since Joel Embiid has been out with that injury. So can you just give our listeners an idea of what they can expect from Tony Bradley and what he's been doing in Philly? So since Embiid has gone down, Tony Bradley has been given the opportunity to play in the starting lineup and, and see some significant minutes. And, He's really impressed. The main takeaway I've had from him pretty much all season is that he's still looked at as a very raw prospect, being only 23 years old, but he's very fundamentally sound, and he understands his game and knows what he needs to do to thrive. So coming into this OKC team, if if I had to give you a gauge of what to expect from Tony Bradley, I would say he's a big man who defends very well. He is a very good partner in the pick and roll, which I know it's something you've been begging for with SGA. So I think that pairing could be really... You know, could be very successful together when Tony Bradley was starting for the Sixers. Him and Seth Curry were pretty lethal in the pick and roll just because Tony Bradley understands the concept of being able to set a hard screen and roll hard to the rim. He has great hands, good touch around the rim. So I think he could end up being a very nice fan favorite here in OKC. He's lost 25 pounds since the season started. All of the guys have said just nothing but great things about him, just that he's a worker and he keeps his head down and he's, he's going to be a guy who comes on the floor, isn't going to try to do too much, and knows how to stay within his game. Beautiful. So uh, you mentioned he's a great pick-and-roll player, which, yes, I have been begging for the Thunder to get somebody uh, who is good in the pick-and-roll that can uh, really take Shea's development to the next level. So is he like a below-the-rim type of player? Is he going to be a guy that's going to be catching lobs from Shea in the pick-and-roll? Um, what what can we expect from him like offensively? Does he space out much? No, his game primarily revolves around the lane, and he's not much of a lob threat. I wouldn't say he's much of a freak athlete, but he's a guy, if you even have the tiniest lane to get the ball to him, he very rarely drops it, and his touch around the rim, he's not a lot of dunks, but is very sound of just having just that nice soft touch to get those layups to go. He's had multiple games for the Sixers where he's gone 7-for-7, 8-for-8, just because he's been able to roll hard, catch the ball at the rim, and just have that nice soft touch to get it to go. Beautiful. I love to hear that because right now the Thunder have, besides Moses Brown, primarily all stretch bigs. And so there hasn't been, there's been a lot of pick and pop going on in Oklahoma City. Not a lot of hard rolls to the rim um, and freeing Shea up to uh, to kind of do his thing. So that's going to be fascinating. Um, and then you mentioned a little bit of his on his defense, but can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, is he more of just like a post defender? Is he able to switch out and guard guys um, like perimeter based guys on a, on a switch? Uh, is he more of a rim protector? Can you kind of give us a feel of what the Thunder fans can expect on him uh, on the defensive end? I would say there, there's not much switchability in his defensive game, but similar to how he's very fundamentally sound on 
offense. He's also very fundamentally sound on defense. I think part of that comes with playing behind Rudy Gobert last season in Utah, but he's a big body. He's a strong body, so he'll be able to, to contain bigs down low. He's very good at just keeping his hands up, doesn't really commit those stupid fouls that you typically see from young bigs, and he's just very good at getting his hands up and really just not giving bigs any easy looks around the rim. Nice. I. It, it's interesting because, you know, like I said, the Thunder have played all season with uh, former 76ers big man Al Horford. Uh, they had um, Mike Muscala. They've played Isaiah Roby, six foot eight at center. And so it's been uh, either undersized guys at the five uh, or guys that their offensive game is predicated on spacing the floor. And so I think he's going to add a very interesting dynamic uh, to this Thunder team. So uh, I, I appreciate you kind of giving us the rundown on him. Uh, Lord knows what those 2025 and 2026 second round picks will be. I don't think we have to dissect that uh, a whole awful lot. But we started with George Hill, so I want to I want to return there. With this being the roster that the 76ers are going to carry for the rest of the season, unless they uh, do some sort of uh, get involved in the buyout market, uh, but this looking like the primary core of what they're taking into the playoffs. How are you feeling about the 76ers? Uh, in their quest to make an Eastern Conference Finals and possibly an NBA Finals? I think they're almost more than equipped. When you look at the very top, you have three legitimate all-star type players, even though Tobias Harris didn't end up getting named, all playing the best basketball of their career. So just from from that alone, they're going to be in the mix. Then you have good veterans like Danny Green, Dwight Howard, and now George Hill, who have that playoff experience, who understands what needs to be done to have that deep run. And then you still have some good young prospects. You've got like Matisse Thibel, who's extremely impactful on the defensive end of the floor. And then guys like Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz, who when get hot can help sway a game. So I would say the Sixers are very equipped to make that deep run in the playoffs. And they have that very strong defensive identity, which they're going to need to get past the firepower of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I was going to say that. And it's interesting because, you know, I think the biggest knock against Brooklyn is they can score the ball at will. They have all these perimeter-based players. But it's going to be interesting if these two teams meet in the Eastern Conference playoffs because Brooklyn has, well, I say Brooklyn, really 29 teams have nobody that can match up with Joel Embiid. He's just going (laughs) to eat against anybody. You know, obviously a team like Utah uh, would have a little bit of better luck. Um, a, a team with a, at least a more traditional style big, somebody who can bang with Joel a little bit. But Brooklyn doesn't have that. And, I mean, if it ends up being they're trying to, to put DeAndre Jordan or a Blake Griffin or a Nick Claxton on Joel Embiid, that man is going to feast in the playoffs. And so uh, I think as Sixer fans, you your, your listeners have to feel uh, at least a little bit good about that, right? Absolutely. I think if those two teams meet, it really could go either way. It's going to be just this battle of Titans and just the waging war of offense versus defense. And in terms of defense, if anybody's going to have a platoon of players to slow down the Brooklyn Nets trio, it's got to be the Sixers. If you look at Ben Simmons, who's the defensive player of the year, he's arguably the best defender in the league, the most versatile, defends all five positions. You have Matisse Thibel, who, despite only being in a second season, has the defensive instincts and capabilities of a guy that's been in the league five, six years. And even Tobias Harris has strongly improved his defensive game this season. So having those three and then Joel Embiid manning things at the rim, they have more than enough defensive capability to slow down that Brooklyn team to keep them in a fighter's chance in a seven-game series. I love it. 
the only criticism I have of everything you've said so far today, Kevin, you said Ben Simmons is the defensive player of the year, and I'm just saying don't count out my man Dort, all right? <laughs> just, just, I don't, I'm just right. teasing. I'm just Give Dort two years. He's coming for it. He's coming for Listen, it. My man he, is a linebacker. Exactly. He's the Harden stopper. I'm surprised the Sixers weren't in the mix to steal him <laughs> either, just to just to put fear in James Harden's eyes in a potential matchup. But there you go. He's a man. Big fan of Lou. He's he is a cult legend here in Oklahoma City. I feel like across the league too. Every it's impossible to not love Lou Dort. The man is just he is incredible. So, all right, Kevin. Well, um, you have to go cover the Philadelphia 76ers versus the corpse of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, if they lose that one, I think you're going to have some answering to some fans to do. Uh, it should be, uh, should be a pretty routine win for Philadelphia, you would hope. Um, but, man, thank you so much for hopping on with us. To our listeners, again, make sure you check out Kevin's podcast. You can get it wherever you download your pods. It is the Process to Progress podcast. He's also the beat writer for 97.3 ESPN covering the Sixers. Give him a follow. Kevin, will you shout out your Twitter handle so people know where they can follow you at? Yeah, sure. It's KevinMCC973. There you go. Go give Kevin a follow for all things Philadelphia. Kevin, again, man, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. It was a fun time. Glad I got to catch up with you. Same. See ya. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com